Hey, everybody, you're listening to the Combo Wombo Podcast. I'm Chip Monk, and with me, as always, is the Mr. Gimpy. What's going on, man? So you got your Naruto t-shirt on there representing uh, ninja children murdering people. (laughs) Straight up, man. It's like um, mission one, rescue a cat. Last mission, kill God. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. The shit escalated quickly, dude. (laughs) I mean, it escalated over, what, 10 years is how long the original arc was, right? I mean, this I guess it's problem. quick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you, yeah. If you look at, like, your schooling now, right? Like, where, from where you are, from where you start to to where you go, it's like a 10-year gap, right? It's like the time skip. So, I mean, it happens. You start at, what, when you're, like, 6, 7? It's like a 12-year gap. So, you know. Yeah, man. Yeah, you get it. So, I'm, get by it. the end of it, you're, you're just slaying gods, dude, and ha- making straight, babies. Straight. Straight. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> for sure. I think that series climaxed when he defeated Pain. I felt like that was the end of the show for Ooh, me. spoilers. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well... Dude, he's, he's got a Baruto, dude. He's got all his hard, own kid. Let's just say it's hard to kind of consolidate it because I truly consider, even though it's a, it's a continuation, I can truly consider like uh, ship it in like a separate entity on its own. Uh, the penultimate uh, Sasuke Naruto fight. Um, to end the series before like three years of filler was one of the best fight scenes ever committed to pen and paper man that thing was ridiculous so bro i was over sasuke like fucking after two years of that show like dude like have you seen like those compilations where they mash up like sasuke in like every language who is like sasuke yes i did i did oh man some good stuff man i just had to had to wear the shirt for the throwback um my daughter is kind of learning to read so um like we've been going teaching through. her naruto with the no, subtitles not, well with the subtitles <laughs> but also like um like some you like turn on like are you gonna get revenge for me if i'm ever slain <laughs> and she's like yes father right yeah, it's <laughs> they play the fucking flute like <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly uh it's mostly like rpgs and stuff we're going to uh, secret of mana together and um tales of some of uh, fantasia so yeah see how it goes so just just something fun to just that's you know not just reading a book or a comic book or something you know just to to keep it going yeah, so different stuff. mediums exactly you take them to the public library you take them to some down play some super nintendo some secret of mana for sure watch some for naruto sure. for sure it's, it's good yeah, stuff man. though man what have you been up to man you've been on a vacation the last, last yeah i've just been on vacation doing a lot of stuff like it feels like nothing, but also like I've been staying ridiculously busy. Like I showed you some of that stuff I was playing around with. Like, uh, there's this AI program it's called Art Breeder, and like, yeah, it's okay. Like, it, there's definitely some limitations, but there's a lot of really interesting, cool stuff you can do. It gives you a good uh, base plate. Like, if you ever do concept art, or yeah. uh, there's different levels, and like one of them is called like ideation period, where you're just trying to like figure out like the shape, language, and tone of like uh, a character. And like this character generation gives you like a uh, rapid ideation. Really, it doesn't come up with great stuff. Like it's really bu- like busted. But if you're an artist, you can do like a quick paint over and like make it look nice. Like I've I made a few things I thought were really good, and I'd say I played with it for about like four or five hours. Yeah. So I'd spent some fucking time that, on that's it. That's definitely some time uh, on. Uh, yeah. it's, it's all AI, right? So it's all yeah, it's a, from nothing. Yeah, or... so like you get to choose the parent, the seeds, and then like it tries to generate from like those parents. So it's like if you have like a good eye, you can kind of craft out things. And I'd say like after four hours, I probably got like ten or twelve like really good like uh, things that I could use. Uh, 
So For sure. I don't know, it, it's just like a raw numbers game on that end where it's like you're rolling the RNG generator hoping like uh, for something. But like there's like a few other things that I came like of like that. I probably said there's probably another like 40 or 50 like good ideas like in other characters that I came up with. Where I'm like, oh, that's like some really cool gauntlets or like that's a nice chess piece or like I could use like that buckle, you know, type of thing. But like nothing like overall where it's just like here's a magic microwave poof like <laughs> These are great ideas. This is now, all it does is yeah. Now, uh, is this concept art for like a feature game project, or um, or, or are you just kind of leveling the art? So that's or? the uh, yeah, that's the the bigger problem is like I've just been like doing shit for shits and giggles. <laughs> so like I spent like you know four hours coming up with AI stuff. I spent like another three hours polishing up some character designs, and then like after I finished my character designs, I was like, what the fuck is this for? <laughs> I'm like I have like these cool characters that I made, but I'm like. I have no real game for this. And I was like, uh, because like, I was like, take, I was thinking about taking it to the next level. Cause I was like, man, these are kind of fucking cool. I should uh, 3d make 3d models out of these. And then I was like, but why though? <laughs> you know? Now, now so. does the algorithm, uh, is it multiple styles then? So it's cause, um, I've seen one of those before where it was mostly like anime styles. So you were kind of kept stuck in this box of only like anime, like, like protagonists. Yeah. Does it, does it, um, have some a better iteration than that or uh it definitely has like those boxes but it gives you the option from the jump so it's like hey man are you interested in anime what about furries what about like portraits <laughs> like what about like classical yeah. art landscapes uh concept okay. like characters so like you kind of gotta and then it's like what about just wild wacky shit and it's like you just combine anything and it like tries to spit out something it's like an abstract uh and again like that's good for uh ideation periods for like coming up with ideas like coming up with a good shape language yeah. and i know like i've done that before for landscapes where you take uh different stencils and like you just smash them all over like a huge canvas uh and then like you use different grayscales, and then like you zoom in like on like a huge canvas and you find like a little area and you're like i like this uh the layout on this and you use like a a three oh three fourths grid yeah. or whatever yeah uh, one by three grid like and like you find like a good uh, camera shot and then like you go from that and then you just paint in whatever on top of that. But it's good for like figuring that stuff out. But uh, yeah. it, it's just it's just another tool. It's just another tool. Oh, you know? For sure. For sure. Any uh, uh, any any updates on the Xbox series front at all or have you just mostly. Uh, so I got to the the final uh, hiccup in that. Where like uh, I, I signed the NDA and now like the next part before they'll give you like stuff is like you have to submit your game concept and I don't have any game concept so I think that's what got me like panicking and like oh shit what can I throw together? To but get- at, the, <laughs> at the end of the day, you can run your project on the Series X at this moment, right? Uh, no, like not until you submit your game concept. Then they'll give you like the game the game core for Unity or Unreal, which will let you deploy. I can deploy again to like the universal uh windows pipeline uh okay. so i can do it through that but it doesn't let me do hdr stuff like so i'm not no 4k no 2k uh i could probably use like their universal render pipeline and unity to get stuff out that way uh so okay. yes but no because I, <laughs> all i want is the 4k shit bro like all I, that's the whole point of the project is like i want to see like the rtx the real-time lighting like big textures doing big things uh in hd got it. got it so uh so i started like trying to come up with a game concepts so i've been in unity and i was like 
uh, I made a basic turn-based RPG. I didn't like that, but I got it working. Uh, I made like those like uh, characters that spawn that advanced wars. Like, so yes. I got the two armies to like spawn and fight each other. And I was like, this is a good first step. Uh, and then I was thinking about making like a beat 'em up game. I won't do my mind's fucking it's everywhere. Just, just um, moving. Yeah. yeah sure, I'm like man. trying out ideas. I'm just trying out. It's kind of like, uh, I should really just start with like pen and paper and like come up with, with an idea there. But I'm just like, whatever the good idea fairy comes and like, uh, hits me with, I'm like, oh yeah, I should do that. Like, yeah, man. Yeah. That's good idea. Fairy is a real thing. And sometimes you get gold. Other times <laughs> you get nothing, but Hey, yeah. you're on so vacation. Also, you have a time to actually you know converse with the fairy so <laughs> yeah yeah it's just touching the muse you know and let the muse touch me and sometimes <laughs> it goes good sometimes it doesn't bro uh i've been playing with the <laughs> generic quest again i've been like slowly making progress on that uh yeah. there's like four or five things like i got the list right here let's see it was one two three four five i got like five things on my list i gotta do okay uh and i've done like the top two and like the other three aren't hard to do and so i was thinking about like trying to knock that out over today and tomorrow like like the last couple of days of vacation here i'm like oh yeah i think i'll just casually knock out the rest of this game i've been working on for like a year hey man Uh, hey yeah that's that's awesome that's awesome yeah what about you man you said you've been pretty sick you've been living life yeah yeah i spent uh the majority of last week sick um uh, it's kind of shaking it. I, I don't know. I might just start coughing up a lung a little bit during the pod here today, but let's hope we don't. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I think the main thing is uh, Mario Golf came out, so I've been playing that a bit. Um, streamed nice. that a couple of days in a row. Um, so that, that's been a, that's been a good time. Uh, <laughs> nothing, nothing really big in the in the front. Um, intoxicated Fable got a, his own place to to live now, so he's not invading, invading the pod the anymore. Pod. just jumping in the background yes yeah, so that's that's a good that's a good thing i think the big thing man is uh the first day that i actually felt better and fable was out of my out of my uh, vr space i just um strapped on the headset and uh jumped into vr right away um i've i've got into ping pong lately just because fable was here and there's like a ping pong table uh really close by so we've been playing that a lot so i got a ping pong game for uh vr and i spent four and a half hours playing that the other night and then nice. end of the night on uh, pistol whip so uh pistol whip's an amazing rhythm game where you're shooting things and you, you straight feel like john wick uh one of the best vr games and and people who go yeah you gotta get beat beat saber or um a couple super of like bone work stuff like that super hot yeah um pistol whip, our chat pistol whip i would say is one of those like vr games that is its own experience and worth it um as from one of your first purchases for vr uh very 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 fun uh you know and now that i'm better i i um i worked on the my stream a little bit um added some new channel rewards and stuff like that got some custom stuff Mm -hmm. going so you know just clean some things up a little bit uh nothing on the game creation front there's some ideas that i poked around in and um, I, i told you that you know we're we're working on it now again too so i got everything updated i got uh some some base level code done got some assets um so i'm ready to just start start iterating and start working but uh you know kind of it's hard to do when you're under the weather yeah i think that's yeah, kind of one of the it's hard to do when things. you're feeling great dude <laughs> that's true that's true He's it's hard time. to do when the muse is tickling your balls in the background right giving you a good ideas <laughs> Your idea fairy is much different than mine. (laughs) (laughs) 
She's but, a cruel temptress. Yeah, she's, make you stray from the path of uh, righteous finishing like your it. game. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like it. But uh, the the other thing is like on my free time. Uh, I'm actually finally going through the Doom Eternal uh, DLC. I have to say, one of the big things that came out uh, in the last couple of days is Doom Eternal's devs came out and said that uh, they are scrapping the planned invasion mode, which was which was supposed to be kind of like Dark Souls, how you could you're playing single player and other people playing can invade your world and impede your progress. Um, yep. That is no longer the case. Uh, the Doom devs scrapped it. They cited COVID and working from home as one of the reasons. Um, is and it now... just gone for good? Or is there any other... They're just like, yeah, we're, we're canceling this feature because of COVID. Yeah, no, it's, it's gone it for good. It seems like a so... huge like, cop-out, honestly. But... So they are working on a horde mode, which may may have co-op. Um, they weren't very clear. They said more to come later in the year. Um, I have to say that I... Well, the single player for Doom Eternal was fantastic, and I'm enjoying the Ancient Gods 1 and 2. Um, I'm on the final boss fight right now, actually, with uh, the Dark Lord. And while fun, I have to say that one of the reasons that I got like the super expensive version of Doom Eternal was because of the planned invasion mode. It sounded like so much fun. Like we we've played through Dark Souls and had people invade our worlds and just, you know, you stop them or you get stopped and it's it's a great time. And you can invade yeah, especially other like worlds, for like you, know? you when you're like streaming and stuff where like yes. it adds like a little bit of interactivity with like your chat and stuff like it yes. seems like a like a no-brainer feature, especially for like a, a big AAA a game big, like that. A big AAA game like that, which is like uh, renowned for its fast-paced shooting, and you know, like the it it, it just seemed like a great idea. And yeah. like when it launched, it had like this this uh, asymmetrical multiplayer three v one battle mode, which which was fine. There's some some ardent fans of it. I I I felt it was okay, but I was really in it for the invasion mode. Now that that's not there, I decided to just kind of finishing up the ancient gods one and two dlc which i'm enjoying it's it's great i don't regret my purchase but um uh, once that dlc is done i'm gonna un- uninstall the game and just probably not look back at it for a while um yeah i gotta say it's it's it sucks man uh when when a mode that when a mode or game or something that you've been looking forward to forever like i was following doom eternal's uh conception the release and things like that i was I was gobbling up all the news, and the invasion mode just seemed so much fun. Uh, to not have it is uh, incredibly saddening. Um, yeah, it I definitely think... seemed like a, a sleeper hit, too. Like, nobody was really expecting them to succeed. They're just like, oh, take this Doom IP and, like, you know, put out something so we can continue to have, like, the rights to this IP. Well, it's still uh, And then they, did. like, put out, like, a, you know, an ass, like an ass-kicking game, and then, they like, it yeah. blew up, and then they're like, Bethesda got bought out by Microsoft, so it's like, a lot of shit happened like from like the conception of like their roadmap to like where they are now. And like, it seemed like a lot of that DLC stuff is just going to be a value add on, uh, yeah. On, on the on uh, Xbox pass. Yeah. True. True. I mean, well, id software was owned by Zenimax for a while, which, you know, was, but that's this parent company. So there was no, there's no like rights issues, but it's the issue was, uh, keeping the doom IP relevant, you know? So from yeah. doom 2016, which definitely brought it back to the forefront was a great game in its own right. Doom eternal iterated on the combat. It's a, it's a, it's a little different. Some people prefer 2016. Some people prefer eternal. I like both. I think they both offer great things, but, uh, the fact that that invasion mode with the doom eternal gameplay is gone, um, I'm assuming some indie dev will ape the ape the concept. We already see it with uh, the next Shadow Warrior. Shadow Warrior Three is basically Doom in uh, you know 
East Asian clothing uh, with sophomoric humor. I'm assuming that if Dev- if the guys at Devolver, or, uh, I forget the actual dev, but the publisher's Devolver, I, I assume whoever's behind it, if they have some have some plans that they're going to um, tack on some sort of invasion mode that will hopefully be fun, but obviously won't be to the level of polish that Ed has been known for, for the past few years, especially. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to some, to uh, someone else to take that concept in a first person shooter invasion style mode and run with it. Um, I think, I think it's an amazing idea. Um, I was hoping Doom would be the game to have it, but you know, stuff happens life happens yeah. but um it seems like everyone's been going for that golden goose egg too as well as like a way to captivate like that streamer audience because like word of mouth is still like one of the major ways like games like get played yeah but a lot of it also seems like uh gimmicky right now like like a flash pan like you saw it with like a uh, fall guys you saw it with like uh what was the other one uh Valheim. Uh, where it's like it's kind of like the flavor of the week where these games are like priced just enough where it's like yeah I'll check it out and I'll play it like for like a couple of weeks with my buddies but there's no like uh, meat to the bone type of thing where it's like oh these are good ideas but they don't really last whereas like it's kind of the opposite problem with Doom where they have like plenty of meat there to like chew on yeah uh, but they need to like have like those hooks in for like uh, you know for streaming or like social media like social interactions yeah uh, yeah one of the things with the game though i mean like i said it's it's battle mode that it has has a has a dedicated niche and that's fine uh but one of the things that i thought was amazing throughout this entire uh, process of doom eternal's release is it came out on the same day as animal crossing and there was uh, this huge, huge campaign to have the Doom Slayer and uh, character from Animal Crossing to meet, you know, and just like it's like, yeah. uh, and and on Twitter, there's they a huge precedence for it, though, right? Like, because Animal Crossing's had like uh, Dig Dug, they've had uh, Excite Bike, they've had Legend of Zelda, like they have had like crossover events in animal crossing my they man. have they have but those were all nintendo owned yep. things so having like a bethesda character you know id software character to and a mature rated character at that in your family game was great i love all of the memes that came out with like the doom slayer's body with the uh, uh one of the characters from animal crossing heads and stuff <laughs> like that so <laughs> so like that uh, tom nook and and the doom slayer just <laughs> just chilling you know so I, I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't talks for it i bet at the end of the day was the problem because like you've seen it with like a uh, melee like uh where they've brought in mature characters in there with like uh uh which uh what's her bayonetta bayonetta yeah yeah uh you see metal gears showing up in uh you know smash bro melee solid snake uh, yep yep yeah so like you've seen like some more mature characters like showing up in like the nintendo's ip but they're yeah. mostly japanese companies as well so like i think there's True. A bit of it, like where they they want to meet you face to face, like if they're going to put you in their game. Uh, there, there's some, yeah. there's been some some cool stuff with uh, Smash, really. Like uh, Kazuya Mishima from Tekken was was announced, and he's out now. I, I thought that was cool. And the and um, Sakurai really knows his fighting games, and seeing him do these character reveals, especially um, of crossover fighting game characters. You can tell that he knows the game that it came from, or his team really, you know, prepped him. But yeah. it, 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 and so Tekken, he uh, eight directional moves that um, all do different things, including some some like lightning execution where you where it's like crouch stand and then you do the move on stand things like that, which was incredible. Um, so I, I think that 
that uh, you know some of the crossover potential with like Doom and Animal Crossing is great. I think that Nintendo is is really for the past few few decades, honestly, um, last decade and, and this current one, they they've really set like a company partnership that with through Smash Brothers that's been something special, man. And uh, uh, speaking of crossovers, one of the things that I want to touch on, but I'm going to go over a little bit more, was the infamous Mario Sonic. I think um, to this day, there has the been... The biggest crossover everyone's been begging for since the 1986, dude. Since <laughs> <There>... 1991. <laughs> Lunchrooms, so... a fever pitch, paper being tossed about, yeah, uh, allegations being made. Rumors from the sixth and eighth graders always that it's coming right yep. around next semester, dude. Yep, yep. So I think that the th- there will never be a bigger announcement than when Sonic was confirmed for Smash Brothers Brawl. That 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 was such a cultural hit for our generation. The the generation that fought in the console wars of the nineties, you know, like the sixteen <laughs> the era. Great like wars. we we came out we came out the you know bloody battered bruised you know yeah. we came out we came out with battle scars of up up down down left right left right ba start you know what I mean just yeah. like there's some there's some some mileage on that man we came out um, the Sega kids knew exactly what blast processing was we you know did what Nintendo don't. You know the Nintendo Solid. kids go. Yeah, but what mascots with like Gecko and uh, there was a cat one that's dead. Like the Jaguar mascot dead. All of them <laughs> slaying on the uh, battle man. Press have to Perry yeah, Spence, man. yeah, man. So at the end of the day, you know, unfortunately, as a Sega fan, Nintendo won that console war. You know, they're the last one standing from that. Sega gave them a hell of a run for their money, though, and they were on top of the world for a bit. Uh, but I think it was. That, what do you What do you think? Like, put Nintendo like as the apex predator of the console war. Like, how come? Is quality. it because they? Is it just quality? Like, it seemed like they were early into it too. Like, they took a huge gamble. Like, people forget that people thought in the late eighties, the mid eighties, that the mid, home yeah. computers were done. And like yep. the way Nintendo got around was they're like, no, this is an entertainment system. Like they yes. made up a whole new category of like video games. Like that was them. So the, <laughs> like, the best thing Nintendo did during that era was branding it the entertainment system, but also they had such a huge lead that they could have been fourth place in the nineties console wars and still had money to continue with the 64 and things like that. Like it, they, yeah. The, the the NES printed money, and there no one could even come close to touching it. Sega, you know, came out with the Master System towards the tail end of the NES's life, and it did not do very well. Uh, just because everyone goes, I already have a Nintendo, what's this Master System? And they didn't have any killer apps. You had Alex Kidd, which, you know, there's some semblance of fans, and Alex Kidd just got, like, a re-release. I believe it's number three that got re-released. Um with like a nice yeah, pretty polish but it's definitely it's it's not mario you know there's a, mario for for what it is uh, all the mainline games have had a huge level of polish to where y- you really couldn't touch it not until sonic came out to where you had su- a pl- another platformer with such love and care k- taken to really combat it 
And like you had other platformers, sure you had like your Mega Man's, you know, uh, you know Donkey Kong a little later in the SNES life, um, but those were multi-platform. You know, you had your Castlevanias that were a little stiffer, but still solid platformers. But Sonic offered something, and I don't, I don't think people younger know how different and how like like <clears throat> mind blowing Sonic really was when it first came out, because the level of speed, like. They could have used Sonic Speed as a gimmick. It was, it it was such a hook, to where it it was great marketing because you're like, oh, Sonic goes so fast. But the level design, it you could do it fast, sure, but it really it really shined if you took it slow. You know, like those sprawling levels from from the first three three and a half Sonic games because you know Sonic Three, Sonic Three, and Knuckles were split, but they're supposed to be one game. But those first first three Sonic games, there there is such a level of polish that. I, I would go toe-to-toe with every Mario release. If you take the first three Mario releases, take the first three Sonic releases, you're going toe-to-toe. There will be some people who say that Sonic th- or Mario 3 is the best Mario, right? And I'm not talking, like, the Doki Doki Panic skin for Mario, you know, the, in the yeah. U.S. I'm talking, <laughs> the American. I'm talking Mario, Mario the Lost Levels, and Super Mario 3. Um, I would And I would say the best from both of those. My personal favorite is Sonic 2. I think Sonic 2 is the perfect side-scrolling Sonic game. and But um, I'll go with the general consensus of Sonic 3 with Knuckles locked in as being the quintessential Sonic experience up against Mario 3. It's a coin toss for me, man. There's, there, there is no... There's, there's no... But have as a gamer, you win. <laughs> have you ever seen there's this YouTuber who was a programmer on Sonic? Uh, and he breaks down how he coded, uh, helped code Sonic in the levels, dude. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw that. Oh, so ago. good. I'm going to put like, I'll put like a, a a link somewhere on here, dude. But like, the channel's definitely worth checking out. Like, if you have like interest in like that, like just the amount of like programming and prowess and like how they basically had like the same level of uh, what the Nintendo had, but they had to like use like so much more, like just kind of like how the Game Boy was used as well, like how they reuse like sprites for their refresh rate how they flipped assets around for like the 3d like in quote like levels where you're going through stuff where it's like it's like the same tile set but like uh it's like parallax inverted, yeah. yeah inverted and parallax dude like it's nuts dude like just yeah. the, the amount of coding that they they had to do for those games and like yeah. we're just like yeah you know and like how fast like you're saying just like the amount of like the depth and speed that they gave like there's nothing else like it like Uh, but yeah i think that nintendo seal of approval like keeping quality and they're making money on everything like uh they they had licensing fees for like printing cartridge fees they're the only game in town and i think uh they kind of had the opposite since they're kind of the first player on the market they have no lost leaders like when they put out like the new playstation and the new xbox they're taking like three four hundred dollar hits on like every unit that they sell but they're like oh we're gonna get you in our games yeah. our, uh, our our wall garden here and like once we get you on our ecosystem then you're a customer for life whereas nintendo's like yeah buy it or don't whatever we're gonna make money on everything <laughs> you know exactly exactly so the that little history lesson for sonic and mario like in the battles that we all fought as children um i'll say when sonic was announced for smash i i bought a wii you know i was i was ready and that that was the sole purpose and and i've said many times before on the pod that that to get me to buy a console i need two games sonic was announced for smash i got a wii as soon as that came out i don't even like smash that much but the fact that sonic was in it (laughs) was enough to get me you know support it um 
Um, and then you had Sonic and Mario at the Olympic Games. And here is where I take issue. That is not what, what we as fans want. We as fans want Sonic and Mario <laughs> in uh, some sort of platform adventure together. You know? Yeah. Um, one day, maybe, that'd be great. Um, we're getting... It's so funny because we're getting close you know, uh, we had a, we had Smash was perfect because um, all the kids in the '90s who always like pitted Sonic and and Mario. There's a there's a zillion Flash animations from the early 2000s and, and late '90s <laughs> yeah. of Mario and Sonic fighting each other. This it's 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 the a, a, it's like the gaming equivalent of Marvel versus DC, right? Where you know you have you have uh, you know. Superman versus you know, all the Avengers and stuff like that. It's 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 that level. Now, <clears throat> then, then this partnership they just dropped. You know, like it's still there, but it's not. It's not to where it was in quality from both sides. Sega really is lacking in a lot of that. Um, outside of you know Sonic Mania, which was made by fans and published by Sega, uh, Sonic really hasn't had. You know, greatness since, um, and I and I hope. Well, I guess Sonic Color never Sonic really made a but. good transfer over to 3D like uh, Sonic, whereas yeah. uh, Nintendo put that like polish on for Mario 64. Like Sonic never really got like his debut 3D. Like, uh, what the hell was that? Like they had the mini game with the Dreamcast with the. Was it Choo Choo's? Chow Chow's? <laughs> uh, chow. Chow? Uh, chow yeah. Farmers? Yep, yep. But I mean, you had Sonic Adventure, Sonic Adventure 2, but the camera issues plagued it, and a lot of people, you know, just couldn't get past that. Uh, Sonic Adventure think, games are really good, but. I was just thinking about this just today, where I was like, we kind of take for granted, like, how, like, because we discussed it at one point, and I was thinking about that conversation today. Where uh, where you're like, yeah, video games are like a lot easier. And I was like, well, maybe it's the video games have been training us to get better at them over time. I also think there's been like a universal language now for controller and layout and uh, camera design. Yes. Whereas like before it was a wacky fucking roll of the dice. <laughs> like, you know, like, like sometimes cameras are clipping through shit. Sometimes like you had to use C buttons on your uh, Nintendo 64 controller to move yep. the camera around. Sometimes it's like first person. Uh, sometimes it's like a weird overhead thing that like floated dude like sometimes yeah. you had to use like uh the the whatever to, it was like you have to move like the the camera with these two the analog stick was like to move the kid the character yep. it was all over the fucking place dude like the early 90s to early 2000s like it, it was a clusterfuck for <laughs> for good camera good controls and like sonic definitely got lost in that shuffle he, he didn't get the uh the needed polish for the camera. And yeah. uh, I also don't think that uh, the systems could handle the speed either. Like we kind of laugh at it and take it for granted, but like uh, even today, like when you're trying to render that many polygons that fast, like uh, those older systems where they're running at 133 Hertz, dude, like they're not able to like handle that dude. Like it took a lot just to get like a polygons on the screen and it was all mathematics. So it was like, Every vertice, like they had to like write those in code, hard code those. Whereas yeah. now you just kind of like drag and drop 3D models, and we're like, yeah, whatever, we'll take it for granted. <laughs> but like rendering that many polygons that fast was like a definitely a feat, dude. Like, uh, so I, I think Sonic was just too fast for the early console wars, 
literally. <laughs> it's too much. Yeah, it's the, too uh, much for it. No, Sonic has definitely had some some gems uh, within there, but I think I, I think most people will even people who are super biased Sonic fans will rec- can recognize that Mario has had the better 3D version and things like that. But um, my 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 all time dream with this crossover is a joint platforming adventure where they're working together. You play as both sides. You is know, it two D or three D? 2D. Uh, I, I'd like a mix. You know how uh, Sonic Generations oh, did it? Oh, shit. Um, yeah. I'd like both characters to work in both dimensions. I'd like like New Super Mario Brothers style levels um, for Mario. I'd like Sonic Classic style levels for Sonic. And I'd like them both to um, participate in 3D um, levels as well. Sonic, obviously, in like almost an on-rails kind of a thing. And Mario, a little more open exploration. <laughs> um, I mean, we talked about this a couple episodes ago, but like, we're fans, dude. Like, there's nothing really stopping us from. True. Oh, <laughs> Nintendo, Nintendo will sue the hell out of you if you. No, like, 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 us talking not about Mario. It. <laughs> we're gonna get like a cease and desist in the. <laughs> us putting it out in the universe, we're already getting cease and desist. We're, That's how yeah, we're already Nintendo like. Is. Nintendo's lawyers are like sweating, like looking over this, like how can we get them, boys? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, that, that's one. That's probably the biggest example of a crossover that I can even think of. But there's there's uh, two more crossovers I kind of want to want to talk about here. Um, we'll we'll talk about probably the most left field one that sounds so normal now, but at the time of release, you're like, what the hell? Uh, <laughs> it it led into one of the greatest fighting games of all time, but it started here. Uh, X-Men versus Street Fighter. Now, let me, ask you, let me ask you, do you remember where you were when you first saw this game? Uh, let me think. Hold on. Give me a moment. Uh, I want to say it was the Rosedale Mall okay. <laughs> arcade. Uh, I probably had it been high school. I was definitely in high school and I had taken the, the bus out to the mall and there it was. Yeah. yeah. Just glistening in the corner. Uh, like some sort of time machine, like some sort of Bill and Ted phone booth down from another dimension. Uh, whereas like you kind of walk by and I was like, yeah, da, da, da. and I was like, oh yeah, they, they made a Marvel game. And I kept like walking and I was like, wait, what the fuck? Yep. <laughs> and it doubled yep. back. Or yep. I, at first I thought it was like uh, Marvel trying to be like Street Fighter. I was like, yes. Marvel trying yes. to make a Street Fighter game? This is weird. And then I like went back around. I was like, holy shit. I didn't even... No, I yep. wanted this game. And it had like such wacky characters I never even knew about. Like that cactus dude with the sombrero. Domingo. What the fuck? I don't even. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, was on, that was on Marvel vs. Capcom. So uh, X-Men vs. Street Fighter had uh, uh, Gambit, Wolverine, uh, uh, Rogue, I believe, Cyclops, um, Storm, uh, Magneto, I believe were the six. I'm, Maybe Sentinel was in there. I, I can't remember the lineup off the top of my head, but it was one of those things where you're like, how is this going to work? But you had like the 90s X-Men designs and you had, you know, the Street Fighter Alpha designs for Street Fighter and just colors, just in a, just colors flying at yeah. you on screen, man. Like, uh, uh, X-Men vs. Street Fighter is famously broken as shit. The entire uh, Versus series <laughs> is famously broken as shit, but there is no level of of there's no more fun that you can have in a 2d fighter than that game if from like a if, if you look at it from a casual perspective right yeah. you you will always find a character that you want to play as in that game you know and, it, it uh, definitely wasn't set up for tournament play i feel like by the time street fighter alpha came out like uh japan had had its eyes set on like a tournament level and balance for that game 
But this was just like good old fashioned popcorn machine gun fun, dude. They're just like, how can we? We're gonna throw all the palette colors on here. We're gonna make it like the most ambitious crossover in history. Yep. Uh, and yeah, it was great, man. <laughs> like, yep, yep. And you didn't, and you didn't know like before because before there's a uh, uh, Children of the Atom, I believe the game was called. It was just Marvel, and I, it, it's what set the basis for the Versus series. Uh, this game, right? I mean, you had, like, uh, Infinity Stones that come down and they power your character, things like that, which we'll go over in a little bit here. Um, but then, you know, from X-Men vs. Street Fighter, you had Marvel versus Marvel Super Heroes vs. Street Fighter. That's where I... That was the first game in that in the Versus series that I owned personally. I remember asking for it for my birthday. It was the only game I asked for. I got had it on the PlayStation. Um, and... It it combined Spider Man, Captain America, um, a lot of the X Men characters as well. Um, you had Shin Akuma, who was like a cybernetic Akuma or Cyber Akuma. I'm sorry, um, yeah. who was you know half robot, half human. Terminator Two was super popular then. You know, um, like, like when like the game was ridiculous. As a quick aside, like when the fuck are we gonna get a proper Marvel versus DC game? Like no, you have no. the injustice. I will get to that. Yeah. <laughs> So, so this ambitious ass crossover. Not only did it happen in gaming at this point in time when these games were out, uh, I believe uh, DC, DC and Marvel were brewing the Amalgam universe. So they had a giant, giant crossover event that was cut down the middle. Which, looking back on it, not that great. But at the time when you're living through it, amazing. Um, and then it was to the point where where. Uh, the conflict created this amalgam universe where you had like Wolverine and Batman combining to form a new character, Dark Claw, I believe. Um, I f- and I kind of forget the rest, but that's the only one I really remember. Yeah, exactly. But you know, just like as a '90s kid who would, not only was I in the Sega versus Nintendo arguments fighting for Sega, I was in the Marvel versus DC uh, arguments fighting for Marvel because Spider-Man's my favorite character over on the DC side. Batman's the greatest character. I think we all know that, and Batman's probably the best hero, uh, you know, arguably. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I'd fight tooth and nail, and I'm like, okay, I was like, okay, you get, so every time I go Spider-Man, someone goes, Batman, I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, they're like Avengers, I'm like Avengers, they're like Justice League, I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, I'm like X-Men, and then they're like, I don't know, I'm like, yeah, shut up. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, so, so you had Marvel vs. Capcom, Marvel vs. Capcom 2 came out, um, at, at that point in time, the final game in the series that just took everything from this, the entire Capcom library, the entire Marvel library up until that point, um, picked and choose some of the best or some of the most obscure characters and just masterpiece, you know, like, like yeah. something that has it, that level of fervor and that character roster of like 53 characters hasn't been topped. And that came from the glory of a crossover and Marvel not really knowing what to do with their characters in other mediums outside of comics. And Marvel was in dire straits at the time with flirting with bankruptcy and, and, uh, you know, and the behind the scenes and set the stage for, you know, the groundwork for the MCU with Iron Man kind of being the first yeah, to kickstart things. But, you know, you had other characters like Blade and um, the original X-Men movies doing all right. <clears throat> but you know crossovers man it it definitely breathed new life and it kept the fighting game genre alive towards that towards the tail end of the uh 90s and early 2000s and it definitely felt like the fighting genre as a whole hit like kind of like a, a very 
big lull like towards there as well like where it's like okay like nobody there was like other there there was an explosion of games there like in the mid to late 90s mm-hmm. of like really shitty fighter games <laughs> like that were just like uh everybody was throwing their the, the hand down into the everyone was tossing the gauntlet down to be like oh we're gonna be the next street fighter we're gonna be the next mortal Kombat. yeah uh, and like nothing was really hitting like you had people trying shit with dinosaurs, robots. Yeah, hey, Red Earth was great. Primal Rage <laughs> was great. I, I wasn't naming names, bro. I was just throwing out generalities. But um, <laughs> you had people uh, trying shit with mutants. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, people uh, Bandai throwing in their hat with like their Power Rar. Rangers. And, yeah, yeah, bloody Rars and uh, fucking yeah. Th- th- everyone was trying everything like towards the end and like nothing there was like weird fighter games from japan and i know like right now i think there's like one that became really big where it's like the uh it's like all the shonen characters they're battling i I don't know like i don't know a lot about japan but i know there's like two (laughs) i know there's like two really big fighter games that have come out where it's basically like all these weird characters from mangas that are joining up and fighting in like they have like a big crossover Thing yeah, over it's there. like the shonen shonen series that, that's been around for a bit uh in yeah different they're not great fighter games but like they're just it's a they're spectacle. basically <laughs> yeah they're, they're surviving purely on the spectacle of like the name recognition where it's yeah. like yo you want to see uh naruto fight bleach this is the only game in town baby buy I love, it I love <laughs> how the character's name is bleach just like it's <laughs> jar of bleach it's not itchy go it's just yeah. a jar no just bleach <laughs> yeah it's, it's just bleach <laughs> but uh you know you get you get the spectacle from crossovers and now i know what you're thinking like oh companies working together for crossover who gets the money i mean you know we're not gonna we're not talking about deals there i believe with the marvel versus capcom series i'm pretty sure capcom reaped the most benefits from that um doing the heavy lifting there's more did. like a licensing deal at that point yep. where it's like how much to license your ip to put them in our game yep now yeah. now the the idea of crossovers probably had its its true start in, in fighters with snk with the king of fighter series you took you know fatal fury art of fighting um Akari warriors things like that just combined them into one fighting game and you know you got king of fighters and around that time you had like the best fighters like yeah, king of fighters 94 98 you know 2000 2002 ultimate match things like that great time great time but snk was the other was the other big fighting game company and capcom they didn't just sit around rest on their laurels for marvel vs. capcom they said you know what crossovers are great let's do it again and then we had capcom yeah. versus snk you know this is the, the capcom versus snk is the it can be said it's the you know Mario versus Sonic in the fighting game world, especially at that time. Yeah, you had Terry Bogard of Fatal Fury going up against, uh, you know, Ryu. Uh, hey, come Hoshi on, come from, on. From Street Fighter, you know, you you are more likely Ken because they're both wear red and have blonde hair. But you know, <laughs> it's like it's the so mainstays. <laughs> you know, you had Geese Howard versus Akuma. You know, you are Ben Bison. Let's do it that way, and then you know, yeah, it's just. It's it's everything in the nineties that you argued over. Like these companies just said, let's make it a game. And it was such a great, great time, man. Now yeah. I think that great things can can happen with crossovers, but then you know, you have other companies who aren't really success really successful with it or know what to do, or you have one company who wants to win, you know. 
They yeah, was, they're like uh, our characters have to be stronger. They have to be better. Uh, we can't lose. We can't show weakness. I mean, yes. even saw this with like infighting with uh, Disney when they had uh, Disney Infinite, like the game with like the little uh, yes. gotcha gimmicks where you put on like the physical toy onto like a little summoning thing. Yep. Uh, that was successful, and they still disbanded it. Like they're like, oh, you guys only made like a hundred million dollars in profit. We're canceling this whole thing. Yeah. And like, but like the stories from like the infighting from like every department of Disney, like every IP is its own little department in Disney. So it's like, oh, you want to use like uh, the Aladdin character? Well, you have to use this character and this character. You can't use like this monkey. <laughs> like, uh, you have to Zapu. use like, yeah, you can't use Zapu, yeah. bro. I didn't, I was a good name now. I was keeping it very generic, very broad right. terms. <laughs> right. uh, uh, but yeah, they're like, so they were like, you can't use the A team from a lot of these departments because they're like, oh, you're going to devalue our brand. And it's like, bitch, everybody wants Aladdin for Aladdin, the genie, Jasmine, Apu, fucking Jafar, Jafar bro. Yeah, That's it. Sure. Nobody wants the fucking third and fourth string bad guys that were from the fifth and sixth movies in this. But like the, the infighting is ridiculous uh, yeah. for like a lot of these co- like, and that's in house. So you can yeah. imagine like working with another studio or another team where it's like, uh, it gives some people get very litigious, very protective over like their IPs. Yes. yes. The, uh, the yeah. original crossover um, in, in media that I can think of is who framed Roger rabbit, right? Disney and Warner Brothers working together. You had Donald Duck and Daffy Duck, Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse going head to head on screen, you know, and yeah. and they famously couldn't agree on anything. Who <laughs> uh, yeah, would have the final joke? They they had things where where each character had a set amount of time. Like Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse have the exact same amount of screen time. It has to be and, the same. And it's yeah. So it's 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 incredible that any of these things get made. Now uh, let's. Let's move forward in time a little bit here and get to some other some other crossovers that happened that uh, you know you might not be aware of. There's there's a time in the '90s where there's a there's a series that went head to head with Doom. That series, Duke Nukem, uh, famously the third game in the series, Duke Nukem 3D, is probably the best example. Of, Shake it, baby. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> of a series that peaked and through just horrible management, just never really got to capitalize on what it's about. Like Duke Nukem, it, the game was great. The graphics at the time were great. The character was great. And it's a lot of sophomore humor. It's a lot so of sophomore humor. This, um, argument being made more and more where comedy doesn't age well at all like no no so like like across across like just comedy in general where it's like it's a very contextual time and place a lot of it's like using uh references at the time as well uh where it's like oh this is referencing like a very specific 80s movie or like 70s movie yeah and it's like if you didn't know yeah or it's like in the zeitgeist at the time so uh and that's like comedy across the board where it's like a, a community thing of a time and place. And it's like us all coming together and making fun of uh, the absurdity or, or the surrealism of, of a situation or just like stupidity of yes, like yes. yourself or others. Uh, so, so, so yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I was just putting that out there that I've yeah. been hearing that more and more. We're like, Hey man, comedy doesn't really age. Like it's kind of weird that uh, people are getting like canceled for tweets and stuff like that, where they're like, let's go back 15 years and like pull out like some ridiculous shit. You said it's like, 
Yeah, we're always saying ridiculous shit, but, bro. But if you look at the landscape of the time and everyone's saying shit like that, that's what's the thing. But but uh, to go with my uh, Duke Nukem thing, uh, they went head-to-head with Doom, right? They're both shareware monsters. Uh, Duke Nukem had the better graphics at the time. Doom had amazing gameplay and was the top of the world and put FPSs on the map. Yes, Wolfenstein created for what it is, but Doom perfected it. Duke Nukem yeah. was like the 1B to Doom's 1A. And then Quake came out and the rest is history. Was it but, you who told me the Doom guy is the son of the guy from Wolfenstein? Yes. So the timeline is Commander Keen uh, is, is like the <laughs> first. Uh, the Commander Keen's son is BJ Blazkowicz, uh, who the um wolfenstein and then like much much later in the future uh, uh the doom guy is bj blaskowitz's kid um, okay. that's that's the official id timeline you, you guys can look this up it's it's, yeah. it's great um and i assume like the the quake soldier uh sarge or the ranger uh let's say the ranger because that's the more iconic quake person because sarge was just quake three but uh that's the ranger i believe is like a cousin, but I think that got retconned right away. So yeah, good stuff. She's still a cousin, bro. Like the Quake timeline is also weird because like the beginning of that game is like the like, aliens have taken the best fighters throughout history and like brought them to a tournament or well, something. Well, that's Quake shit. Three. Quake Three. Quake is original. Quake three? Yeah. Quake so, original. Like, the main bad anything can happen Quake. in that timeline. Anything <laughs> yeah. can happen in that timeline. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so and in Duke Nukem. They you they seriously just grabbed a sprite from Doom of the Doom guy being impaled on a spike and you it's it's poorly hidden so everyone can find it and <laughs> you, you run across the Doom Marine and Duke Nukem going that's one doomed Space Marine and you know you continue <laughs> on just a cheap joke so you know like crossovers like that have happened and, and it's a great cultural thing now Duke Nukem didn't get a true crossover until nearly 25 years later and, yeah. and it was when they finally about, launched like uh duke nukem forever, forever came out yeah. yes and the and crossover then, like, he got wasn't even in like a big game like how he, dare you sir that game was like they tried out they were hoping it'd be a big game i i really liked bulletstorm it was great but the crossover was in bulletstorm and duke yeah. nukem was dlc and not much changed it was basically a cash grab but it got me you know it definitely felt like bulletstorm was poised to be like the next big game but like everyone was waiting for the next call of duty uh to drop it got it it felt like it was weird because like in theory like that was a great release window because it was like just after halo and right before call of duty well they're like as well it was after gears yeah yeah, so they're like we're gonna slide it right in here and it's gonna fill this beautiful gap and I was like, at that point, everybody was just playing the online of like those other games. The, and they're like, yeah, I've got time for new shit, bro. The, the <laughs> problem with Bulletstorm was it was a single player game in a time yeah. where multiplayer was ruling the roost. So, it was king. Uh, and people, I, it was kind of like the gameplay time, like on the back of the box, where like a certain point, like people like expect 40 hours of gameplay. And they're like, oh, it doesn't have at least 20 or 40 hours of gameplay. I'm not buying it. And then, like, after that was, like, multiplayer. It's like, if this doesn't have online, I'm not buying it, bro. Yep, yep, uh, and that's what so. killed Bulletstorm. And uh, that's too bad, because Bulletstorm was great. But that's that's the yeah. only real crossover, you know, the Duke Nukem got. Like, like really, and now that um, Microsoft owns Bethesda, there's been talks that, um, and rumors, which I'm sure is mostly fan grumbling, of the doom doom armor the praetorian armor um appearing in halo infinite i hope it's true 
Um, one of the things like with crossover, <laughs> I wouldn't had... even be able to tell. Like if you had like put that armor like somewhere in the background, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like it, it would just fit right in. I'm like, oh, is that Master Chief armor? Especially like when they started opening up like all the custom armor shit. Like yeah. uh, in by yeah. Halo, was it like three or four? Where like they're like customized the the whole kit and caboodle. Yeah, it's like fuck three. it. Everybody's a a Master Chief now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, we have that. Um, now there's there's uh RPGs as well. You know what I'd want to see? Um if we're in this, if we're really talking about this, I want to see motherfucking doom hell creatures escaping into the halo and like uh having master chief having to fight off those monsters, dude. The hell monsters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, give me that. Uh, that's the cro- I want the hell monsters crossed over with halo that's pretty that's uh, pretty cool that's pretty cool i'm like, not even gonna lie I, yeah <laughs> yeah dude like that because like if you give me like that combat system in that new doom game with like the finishing moves we can combo things give me like that combo system in the halo game with the doom monsters dude like i'm in sign me up <laughs> just like have it as like a weird one-off dlc or whatever just be, like buy this game for like just like a little like a slice, a slice you know like how they yeah. do the they do yeah. like uh, the E3 demos where it's like held together by shoestrings and like hopes and dreams. Like, yeah, give me, give me that. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, <laughs> it's terrible, but also great at the same time. Like, yeah. Like that's yeah, what, that's yeah. what the crossovers I want, dude. I'm like, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, like it sounds bad, but there's so much potential there as well. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, it's, it's uh, a potential space. And that's what the beautiful thing about crossovers is, is like uh, if they hit, they hit hard and if they miss you're like there was so much potential there oh why? <laughs> you yeah. know what i'm saying like yeah. even like with bullet storm and duke or uh, duke nukem where we we're like damn if bullet storm just had online play and like it was just like this is that little bit more it could have been it could have been something huge it's like yeah it could have <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah. uh we're, we're getting man i can't believe the time kind of just flew by here we're getting close to the uh to wrap up i did want to touch on like the rpgs like the neptunia series i believe that's what it was called uh where it's like sega uh bandai and a bunch of other things just got together and made this weird rpg universe where you had like like capcom characters sega characters uh <laughs> bandai characters and like Yu-Gi-Oh in there or something like that it was just, like, all right craziness. yes um, that's one genre that I think you can just throw the kitchen sink at it, have a decent like battle system, and you know, and a story that somehow made sense of multi dimensional time topping story, and you're just yeah. fine. Any any experience with that with that style of a uh, crossover, like the card card battling games as well, like the Capcom versus SNK um, card battlers series, where um, yeah, there's you know, like a bunch of them like on mobile right now. Where yes. I've like seen a couple of like. Uh, Tales of Gods and Demons has like some weird crossover, and I like tried to download that, and I was like, "This isn't what I want." <laughs> like uninstalled immediately, but like, yeah, man, like they're definitely trying like different crossovers. There's a lot of crossovers like on on the mobile market. Most of them yes. aren't great. A lot of it's like licensing deals, like where they're like, "Oh, we have the rights to throw in this character on our cards, our uh, skins." There's a lot of skins yep. right now you can buy where it's like homage to like King of Fighters right now in the. Uh, yep game i'm playing with the hell's it called like mobile light legends i don't know it's like bootleg league okay. of legends sure. that were made by the parent company like uh Tencent there's or, like a or riot <laughs> yeah no riot got bought out by tens or like the majority stake of the company got bought out by tencent and then they're like hey man put the game out on mobile so we can start printing some fucking oh, so, money oh so you're playing and then, like, uh, wild rift then so uh, no 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 oh. and then 
And then uh, they're like, nah, bro, we're not going to do that. So then Tencent went to this other company. And they're like, yo, make League of Legends, but not League of Legends, wink, wink. And so they did. Uh, and like, I think it's called like, like Mobile Legends or some shit. But I play okay. that game. Like, I'm like oh. a high tier grandmaster or whatever on that. Like whatever the thing is that like makes you play against other people who play that game professionally. That's yeah. the level I got to in that game, just playing casually. Of this mobile uh, game. Yeah, congrats, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah thanks, bro. Uh, you know, you, like, you've made it with like, every name in your match is a Korean name. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, all I played against is, like, Korean people. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, this yeah. is all right. Now, yeah. now uh, to, to wrap up, I got it. I got it. But they have King of Fighter skins in, in that game. Oh, That's all right. right. All right. Um, what's one crossover that you've played that you've loved, and what's one that you would like to see in the future? I mean, now I definitely got to say uh, Doom and Halo, like, right? <laughs> like, it's, <laughs> I've already hyped it up. I, yeah, I, right. I wouldn't mind, like, finally seeing the nail in the uh, coffin to the argument, like a Sonic X Mario. Yeah. Like, just just make it happen. Uh, you know, I know, like, if they tried to make that fan game, like, Sega would be cool with it, and Nintendo don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sure, like, there's probably a fan game out there or two of it, but nothing that's risen up to like the, and I bet like they all got like shut down. Right. Um, so yeah, it's like most, mostly, it, or, like, or they were too terrible to even warrant a lit- litigious action. So yeah, it's like some weird flash game where it's like not Mario. It's like, uh, yeah. yeah so uh, definitely those. What about you, man? Um, as far as that, I've played, uh, one of the ones that came out of left field, um, cadence of Hyrule. You know, it's like the yeah, uh, yeah. Like, like the dance of the yeah, dance of the necro dancer to um, to like a rhythm game that just randomly just added Zelda into it. It's like, what the hell? This is awesome. So that so that was one of those that was unexpected, like left field. That was great. Um, the shout out to the Samurai Warriors Dynasty Warriors crossover series as well. Um, same great company. Yeah, yeah. Um, as far as the other ones I've played is uh, Total War. Like they've had like oh, a like bunch Star of like War, Warhammer. Yeah, that, that's that's awesome. I actually was gonna pick the second game up. Um, I mean, you can that. see like that's my cool. army of Warhammer guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, oh fuck yeah, I forgot that's a thing. Shit, yeah, that's great. <laughs> a lot of hours into that. Oh, I bet, I bet. And as far as uh, the crossover that I I want to see, um, obviously the and we spoke about it. The Mario Sonic True platformer crossover game would be phenomenal. Um, and honestly, at this point, Capcom versus SNK three, I want them to do it one more time. You know, I, it sounds I, throwing out like maybe a Marvel versus DC, like a final proper. Oh, I forgot to go into that. We, yeah. We, uh, you we have a little bit of time. Hyped it up. You've left us on a cliffhanger, bro. <laughs> we have a little bit of time. We have, uh, like two no time quickly. So, um, rumor has it. So NetherRealm is owned by WB, right? WB is trying to get from the eighth graders. Yes, WB is trying to get rid of uh, their gaming licenses or their gaming companies because they want to get out of gaming completely. Uh, they have one, but they also just did a deal where they're making the next Marvel game. Rumor has it that DC is working on the next Marvel fighting game. Now, the last game that NetherRealm did—that's a fighting game was Mortal Kombat 11, but before that they did the Injustice series. So they already have this fighting system with the Injustice characters. They already have like Batman, Superman, all the big DC characters in a fighting game. Are you trying to tell me it's just knows. a palette swap, bro? No, no, no. It won't, be. <laughs> it won't be because you won't get away with that in this day and age. But if it's true, 
that they also have the Marvel license, and it's NetherRealm. The last time NetherRealm made a game that wasn't a fighting game, it was a beat-em-up. So, unless we're getting some Shaolin monks-looking game for Marvel and DC, that would disappoint everyone. Uh, if that's if the rumors are true, we will be getting a Marvel versus DC game, and it'll be NetherRealm produced, which I have to say it's a little disappointing because you have so you have twenty years of the Japanese style fighting games to go to yeah. the Never NetherRealm style. Despite me being a Mortal Kombat fan, I'm so used to playing these Marvel characters in that style of fighting that it's going to take yeah. some getting used to. But if if this is true and NetherRealm has has cooked up a new fighting system that um, is as responsive and as speedy as like the as old and something new. I'm I'm here for it, man. They they yeah. experimented with the tag action in Mortal Kombat Nine, and I thought that they were onto something. So I'm hoping maybe we'll get the speed of MKX with uh, the tag action of MK Nine, and we'll have something beautiful. So hopefully that's just rumor. You heard it. You heard it I here. That, yeah, I hope there's like enough. Uh... I feel like it's like one of those fill the dream things where it's like, if you build it, they will come. I feel like there's like a lot of untapped people who were really huge into comic books in the nineties that like fell off. Uh, I know like the reader base for comic books has always been like people in their forties and fifties. <laughs> like it's always been like the age demographic for comic books. It's been like really young people and old people who grew up with comics and just like never sure. fell off. Sure. Uh, Cause like back in like the heyday of like uh, the nineties, like they're moving three or 4 million you know, units of like Spider-Man and X-Men and Spawn. Uh, so I'd like to see like that, that fan base come out for like, the, like a big collab. Big uh, collab. For sure. Yeah. Sure. If it's good, if the game warrants that, you know, if it's like big enough yeah. where it's like, people are like dusting off their sticks and they're like, let's do it boys. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what the future holds. Uh, so Keep them sticks in the closet. Uh, <laughs> this has been the combo wombo as always. I'm Chip Monk and with me is Mr. Gimpy. All right. So like, subscribe, follow. You bitch. And <laughs> and in the comments, leave your favorite crossover and the crossover that you'd like to the see. The most ambitious crossovers <laughs> ever. Take care, everybody. Peace.